Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome. To the Everyday of Saturday podcast, the number one podcast for the dreamer, the doer, the entrepreneur, and obviously the individual that wants to launch their million-dollar message. Hey, we're starting a new series today called Find Your Why. Finding Your Why. Man, I love this topic. I've never done this training uh, audio ever in my life, yet I talk about it all the time in the show and on stage and things like that, but I've never dedicated an entire series to this. And I'm fired up. I'm excited. I want to take you along with me on this journey to help you find out why you even want to launch this message, why you're even doing what you're doing. Uh, So I want to take you back 20 years ago. I'd never heard that phrase, find your why, finding your why. And I started seeing it pop up. Now, you know, we're talking about the early 2000s. So there's no YouTube, there's no podcasting, anything like that. Mainly blogs and forums and things like that. And, uh, You know, I always say on this podcast, Mark Twain said, the two biggest days of your life are the day you're born and the day you figure out why. And that really inspires me. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time because it's just so true. You know, I bounced around and bounced around, crashing around like waves out on the shore at the sea, you know, trying to figure out why am I here? I'm not here to do a job. I'm not here to go to a job every day to answer emails, to sit in meetings and wear a nice fancy suit and tie. Uh, That seemed ridiculous to me the older I got. It was really cool in my 20s. I mean, my golly. uh, One of of the movies I saw in the mid-80s was The Secret to My Success with Michael J. Fox. And it was a funny movie because he starts in the mailroom and poses as this executive in the corporate world. And it just, certain things hit you, right? I mean, whether it's a movie or a song or a show you watch or something like that, if it hits you at the right time, then it really inspires you. And that's why I love podcasting so much because I'll have somebody listen to this show for the first time uh, and they'll be like, oh, wow. First of all, a lot of people listen the first time like, this guy's off his rocker. But then they stick with it for a couple weeks. They're like, oh, I kind of like it. I'll have people listen to this show for eight years, hundreds and maybe even thousands of episodes, and then one happens to hit them, him or her. Just happens to hit him or her at the right time. They book a call and they're off and running. It it, It just happens that way. And for me, it was 20 years ago. And I started seeing these articles on the internet that was just recently launched in this thing called Google, where you could actually type in what you're thinking and it would give you back pages of, you know, all of it was a mess. You know, it wasn't indexed as nice and neatly as it is now. So you kind of had to dive in a little bit. And I remember sitting in the corner office on my computer thinking, you know, why am I here? I think I typed that. Why am I here? You know, The Purpose Driven Life, one of the best selling books of all time by Rick Warren starts out, the very first sentence is, why are we here? Everybody wants to know the answer to that question, and it's not as easy as it sounds. I'm here to be a dad. I'm here to be a mom. I'm here to work. 
it's deeper than that, man. That's why I'm dedicating this entire series this week on this particular topic of finding your why. So as I drilled further and further down into the internet rabbit hole and into my own mind, you know, thinking, why am I here? It started to dawn on me, and this is going to get pretty deep, so, you know, bear with me, but generational curses. I am here to break generational curses, number one. The curse of poverty, the curse of alcoholism, the curse of single-parent families, you know, and that, that that's deep. I mean, even if you're in your early 30s at the time, for me, my late 20s, early 30s, those are deep questions. It's like, man, I know what I'm th- I'm starting to, I didn't have a really good feel, but I don't want to be an alcoholic uh, like my mom, God love her. I don't want to be in poverty. I don't want to live in fear of money and having money control my life. You know, a lot of you that grew up in that type of environment, maybe in the 70s or 80s or maybe even later, you know, penny saved is a penny earned. We can't afford that. We can't do that. I mean, we never took a vacation. I mean, we never took a vacation. All my friends took vacations. They went with their two-parent families down to Florida and things like that. And I remember being insanely jealous because they'd come back in January with this, you know, bronze tan they got in West Palm Beach or something. I'm like, dang, wow. And I'd never, you know, I went to Florida for the first time in 1988 because I drove there with a buddy of mine, a 23-hour drive from Bradford, Pennsylvania, just to start a new life. And that was, you know, just, I'm out. I'm leaving Bradford. I'm going, leaving my hometown. I dropped out of college. And I just drove, and you've heard the story on the podcast, I'm sure, you know, grabbed the bed out of the dump, slept on it for a few months, and worked at a menswear store, and answered an ad in the Palm Beach Post to earn six figures, which in 1988, you might as well have been a millionaire as a stockbroker, and somehow I passed the Series 7 exam. I studied every day for four straight weeks, got a ride to Miami to take the Series 7 exam, passed it. And away I went into stockbroker world for a couple years, but didn't really, the deep, deep part of Florida didn't really vibe with me. I missed change of seasons. I missed fall. I missed spring. So I went back to Buffalo, got a job, blah, blah, blah. But as I got into sales, as I got into sales, wearing a suit and tie when I was 22 was really cool, especially because I was a bartender after that stockbroker period of my life. And, you know, being a bartender has some wild hours. You know, you're uh, pretty much getting home from work when everybody's getting up to go to work and you're sleeping all day long. Throw a few games of Nintendo baseball in there when you're 22. And it's a fun life, but not a very rewarding one. So as I got into sales and then into management, I remember sitting at my computer in the early 2000s, and, you know, I got the money, the 401k's growing, uh, but I'm not growing, and I wanted to know why, and it, and it hit me, you know, I just, I don't want to be an absentee parent because I'm at a job every day, don't want to leave my kids, I want to be in the drop-off line to pick off the pickup line, doing stupid dad jokes, making my kids cringe, dad, you know, and I still do that, by the way, and just doing that, like, Brady Bunch life, that's what I wanted, breaking generational curses, is what I slowly and methodically started working towards. And I knew I would get an incredible amount of pushback. You know, if I ever left my job, if I ever dared to do something great, I knew the pushback was coming. I knew, you know, you're doing what? You're leaving a six-figure job. You got a few hundred grand in your 401k. My God, it's going to be $5 million by the time you can tap into that. It's amazing. You're set for life. But my question was, what kind of life? That's it. I mean, by... The world standard, that would have been an amazing life, especially coming from where I came from. Yeah, I'm sure you can relate. You know, 80% of millionaires in the United States are self-made, meaning 
they weren't born into you know riches. They're not trust fund babies whatsoever. They made their millions by themselves generating that income. And it was then they've changed, obviously, generations of their family. And kudos to everybody out there, the single moms, the single dads, the moms that, that stay home with their kids, the moms that go to work every day, the dads that go to work every day. Look, if you've created that seven-figure life for your kids and you didn't have that, that's absolutely amazing, man. And I am not uh, shortchanging that by any stretch at all. However, there's going to come a point in time in your life where you're like, all right, the money's one thing. But this purpose thing is is waking me up at night. It's eating me alive. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving to these places every day, whether it's business meetings or things like that. I don't want to be doing that. I want to be impacting the world in a different way to change something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I was growing up. You know, it's like stepping on that nail at an early age. And you know it hurts. You know that nail hurts. You stepped on it. But you don't remove it because you get used to dealing with the pain. And after five or 10 years, you don't even know that nail's in your foot. And after 15 to 20 years, it hurts more to remove it than it does to just keep it there, you know? And that nail was in my foot big time. And I wasn't, you know, changing generations in my family. I I was with income. I could have done it that way, but I never would have seen my family. We would have relocated all over the United States in different school systems and things like that. I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted them to grow up with the same friend group, same school system. I wanted my wife to stay at home. She wanted to raise her kids. I mean, we just wanted that type of life, but they wanted their dad to be a part of the family. And so when you figure out why you're here, and it's not an answer you're going to get today, but I want to start with this. There's a tipping point in your life. It may happen when you were five years old. Maybe it was 10, 15, maybe it was 20 years old. But there's a tipping point in your life where you started thinking differently than everybody else around you. You started kind of being like the salmon swimming upstream. You know, that's why people go to Idaho and Alaska to watch the salmon swim upstream. It's the only fish that does. You know, people travel from miles around, as we say in the intro of this podcast. And you start to think like that. Like, I'm the salmon. I mean, I'm swimming upstream. I don't think like everybody else thinks. And the reason I don't is because this tipping point in my life. You know, and for me, I started to think about the generational curses. Uh, I haven't battled alcohol, but let me just uh, touch on that. Because back in January, I did a post about how I was giving up alcohol. And I wanted to see if I could actually go in an environment where everybody was drinking, whether it was at the club or at a bar or meeting for happy hour or something like that, or even with my wife going out and, you know, could I not order a glass of wine and then drink the whole bottle? And what I found out is I could, you know, this was just January of this year. You go back and listen to the podcast. And I started to believe that, you know, alcohol had more of a control over me than I wanted it to. And that's not just this year. That's been every year of my life. But it's not alcohol. All right. We don't have any alcohol in our home, for example. All right. And we'll get a bottle of wine every now and again. But I haven't had a bottle of wine in my house in probably three months, I'm thinking. So today's September 20th. Yeah, probably since mid-June I've had since I've had a bottle of, of wine in my home. So I'm not the guy that if you come over, hey, grab a beer out of the fridge. I don't have any beer in the fridge. But if I put myself in an environment where there's alcohol, I don't have an off button. I don't have an off button. I could easily drink nine or 10 beers on a golf course or at a party or something like that, or I'd get an Uber, have somebody drive me home, but I just don't have that off button. And I know that. And I don't know if it's genetic. I'm not a doctor. I I know people say alcoholism is genetic. You grew up with it and things like that. But I just know that if I put myself in an environment where there's a lot of beer 
or something bourbon. I'm, I'm a bourbon guy. I'm the guy that doesn't have the off button, and I don't want to put myself in those situations. So another reason why I believe I'm here is to prove that I can do things like that, you know, because that wasn't modeled in my environment growing up. Like, oh, we got uh, however much alcohol we have in the home, it's getting drank. I mean, it is just getting consumed, and it could be all gone in one day, one night, one weekend, New Year's Eve. I mean, it's all gone, you know. And so those are uh, some of the demons, and the demons are in your mindset. So that's one thing with the alcohol, putting yourself in an environment. What environment do you put yourself in that you don't want to be in? And if you know that you're not in that environment, you know you're better off for it. Maybe it's uh, something simple. The environment, maybe your pantry, you know, another issue I got. (laughs) I mean, the pretzels, the chips, and all that processed food that sits on the shelf. It could stay there for five years and not go bad. There's a reason why. All right, It's not natural for food to sit for a year without it being bad. You can still eat it, you know, cereal, things like that. Just removing stuff from your environment will help you succeed. So getting back, this is only the first audio in this series. By the way, I hope you like it. Uh, 100% unscripted from the heart to help you figure out why you're here. So my first thought about this, and I'm going to walk you through over the past 20 years, the past 10 years, the past five years, the past five months, it's ever-changing, but it starts with that tipping point, you know, and mine was there has to be more to life than going to a job and cashing a paycheck, okay? That was kind of where I started thinking about why am I here? Most Two two most important days, remember, the day you're born, for me it was June 29th, 1968, and the day you figure out why, and that happened to be some 30 years later. All right, so leave you with that. Pick it back up tomorrow. If you like this type of series, uh, leave some feedback. By the way, get inside of our free Facebook group. It's called The Million Dollar Message. You can just find it either on Facebook, go to the Million Dollar Message. I'm right there. We'll let you into the group. Leave a comment. We'd love to have you in there. You can also just go to everydayasaturday.com forward slash FB group. Join our group there. And we're going to pick this baby back up tomorrow. All right, let's go. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.